On this week's prep rally, we will focus on the final week of regular season play for the 6A West and 5A West Conference, and we'll also touch on the smaller schools as they enter regional tournament action. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Well, actually, Chip Souza is on vacation still this week. Uh, this is Henry Apple, the left-hander, filling in for the emergency start in his place. Uh, with me this week, Rick Fires, and in in parts unknown, on his way to the lovely metropolis of Hector, Arkansas, is Leland Barclay. Leland, what is it like down there right now? Hey, you know, I'm on the way. I just passed through Ozark on the way, and it's uh, 65 degrees, and it's great. I'm just waiting for the thunderstorms again. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably hit them maybe Russellville or something like that. You just never know. Nope, never know. Hopefully, by the time they hit, I'll be nestled comfortably in the hospitality room at Hector High School. There you go. And, man, it's that time of year. Regional basketball tournaments. And, and like you say, with that comes those hospitality rooms. And uh, I tell you, last Saturday I got me a little preview because I went to the 3A1 Conference Tournament Championship Games at West Fork, who's also hosting the regional, the Class 3A Region 1. But, man, my man Kelby Drennan was there with me and had not one, not two, but four sugar-free fried pies. Oh my four. God. Yes, he gave me four, four different flavors. And I tell you, I took that first bite. There should have been a hallelujah course because it was heavenly. <laughs> I tell you what, I guess I, I'm uh, a different. I, I rarely hit the hospitality room because maybe five, six, seven years ago, maybe it's one of them little bitty towns where they did the, the wives did the homemade chili and then they did desserts. And, and man, I just picked out and kind of, there was a kind of chair or couch over there. And I kind of took a nap for about an hour and missed half my game. So I said, man, I can't get relaxed. I, I, I'll, hit, I'll steal something out of hospitality on the way out, but I don't hit it too much beforehand. Yeah. But, but also, yeah, here we are, regional tournaments. Yes. And the, the one thing about regional tournaments is today and tomorrow, the first round games. And they, those first round games are so critical because if you win – you're guaranteed at least three more games, two in the regional tournament, and then you get to go to the state tournament. But if you stumble and you fall in that those first two days, it's season over. That's what I like about this. I mean, district and the way you call it, glorified conference, you know, you can lose. But, man, right here in the river, you lose, you cruise. That's it. Season's over. Hate it for you. I don't care if you're 32-0 or 15-15. and 15. So you got to get it done. Okay, so Leland, talk about uh, you're going, as we've spoken already, you're going to Hector for the 2A West Regional. What kind of teams are we expecting down there? Well, of course, you know, Mansfield girls uh, tip it off against uh, Ozark Mountain today. Mansfield girls are, um, are the top seed out of their conference. The Lavaca boys, the defending state champions, are uh, playing at 530. So two very local teams uh, that's had great seasons this year. We thought there might be a little bit of a drop-off for Lavaca, but they won their seventh straight conference title. Back that up with a conference uh, tournament championship as well. And, and I'll ask you guys now, 
this is officially to me the start of postseason play yes. because the conference and district tournaments, everybody goes to that. So don't you guys kind of consider this really the start of postseason play for classes one through four A, and then next week, of course, uh, the state tournaments for the bigger schools. But this is really the start of postseason play. Do you yep. guys agree? This is where you you start seeing, as the old saying goes, the cream is starting to rise to the top. The best of the best is now starting to emerge. You'll see some of it this week, and then you'll see it even more as we get to the state tournament next week. Now, Leland, man, I, I, I second that emotion, man, what you were just talking about. And a great thing for us, we really – we really enjoy this time of year. Last night, I was at 6A uh, Fayetteville High. Man, they had a senior night. Seemed like they introduced about 83 kids uh, big time. And now this afternoon, I'm going down to about the lowest 1A1 at Lincoln. So I love seeing uh, from the top to the bottom. Not that the bottom is a, they don't, uh, not, uh, not as good as the top. I mean, you got county line and some of those over there, but I love seeing from the top to the bottom, uh, big schools, little schools, and they're all trying to get after it and get to little uh, hot springs. Yeah. Well, and you know, you guys talked about, uh, you know, the small schools and the kind of the finality of the season as it starts this week for the small schools. You know, a perfect example of that is the new school which we all, they've been number two behind County Line all year long. And they kind of stumbled last week, but now they get an opportunity to kind of right the ship and uh, and uh, they can, uh, it, it's like that loss didn't really mean anything, although it certainly uh, affects the seedings, but there's not a finality to it and they get another opportunity this week. Yeah, the interesting one where we brought up this class 1A at Lincoln, the one that gets me is, okay, Jasper won the regular season title, and I'm talking about the boys. They won the regular season title 27-5, and five, and you're thinking, okay, in your mind, county line's undefeated, okay. The new school, 30-plus wins. Mm -hmm. Ozark Catholic. 30-plus wins, and you're thinking, okay, those three might get in, and Jasper might be the fourth team to get to the semifinals, go to the state tournament. However, Jasper stumbles in the semifinal round against Lead Hill. Now they fell to the number three seed out uh -oh. of that conference, and they're going to have to play Ozark Catholic in the first round. Two very good teams, but one of them, come tomorrow, their season is going to be over with. Wow. It's like, whoosh. I mean, you work all this time and get there and get there, and then in one afternoon, one two-and-a-half-hour period, boom, you're done. Wow. Well, and that goes back to, you know, the other part of that is that's bracket play. Yes. Yeah, and we've seen it, you know, and a number of times in those class 1A, even I think in the 3A4, we don't see the top seeds that were the uh, regular season champion. They're not the number one seed going to these regional tournaments. Uh, and I know that from the, like the 3A4 because uh, wasn't, I don't think Boneville was the number one seed in the conference or finished. Is that correct, Leland? Uh, the boys won, um, of course, they're – district tournament 
And then uh, the Boonville girls lost to Cossatauk River in the championship game. But no, the Boonville boys were not the top seed uh, coming out of the boys. And that's, again, uh, you know, that's the beauty of district tournament play. And then bracket play and how the seedings fall, of course, in the regional tournaments. And, you know, we've seen a lot of those things through the years. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, now we'll kind of switch gears because we've talked about the smaller schools, but now we've got – it's and it's hard to believe, come Friday night, the regular season is over for the Class 5A West and the Class 6A West conferences. And, man, the 6A West boys race, it's shaping up the way you want a regular season to end. Friday night, Wolverine – Arena and Centerton, you've got Bentonville West, you've got Springdale Harbor, two teams, one game, winner takes all for the top seed. Oh, they're you know, open. They, and they've kind of been on a collision course. Yeah, they have. You know, it, it was a case where, and for a while, Harbor was the only team who had beaten Bentonville West, but then Spring, uh, Fayetteville beat West. So now it sets up this game. Uh, and the beauty of it is if West wins, they're the number one seed. But then if Springdale beats Northside Friday, well, Springdale will jump to the number two seed and Harbor will fall all the way to number three. But if Harbor wins, then it's Harbor number one. West number two and Springdale number three. So going into that game uh, Friday night, there's a lot on the line. And Leland, you get the privilege. You're going to get to cover it Friday night. I get to see that one. And, you know, you, you talk about those scenarios, and that just tells how close that that conference has been after 16, well, after 15 games. You know, it's been a long, long uh, conference schedule and it's a, a conference schedule that started in December so it's after 15 games it comes down to where any of the teams the top three can finish pretty much in any order yeah and then uh going through finishing up who's the rest of the teams we we now know all six teams in the boys you will have Bentonville at number four Fayetteville at number five Fort Smith Northside, who beat Bentonville last night. Yes. Uh, it says a one-point game, but it was actually they hit um, – Bentonville hit a three-pointer with like one second left to make it a one-point game. But Northside is sitting right there at number six. They are, they're in. Hey, Henry, who were um, – the ifs and buts and all that, who – what two teams are out on the girls' side? What two teams are out on the boys' side? They're done after Friday. That's actually three. Yeah. Three? Well, it's three and one. On, oh, okay. Uh, on the boys' side, on the central side, it's Little Rock Southwest. They're oh. out. They oh. did not even win a conference game okay. this year. Okay, they're, so they're out. On the boys' side, it's Rogers, Rogers Heritage, and Fort Smith Southside. Okay. On the girls' side, you have Fort Smith Southside. Uh, yeah, Fort Smith Southside. They're out. Springdale's out. And Bentonville West is out. On the central side, it's Little Rock Southwest again. Yeah. And Springdale girls just got eliminated last night in a game where they needed to win, but they had to beat Rogers and had the lead into the fourth quarter. 
But Rodgers comes back, and what Preston Early told me last night, he said this was a strong heartbeat game. But they come back and won it by seven points, 71-64, which, you know, that's a pretty high-scoring girls' basketball game in these days. And let me tell you, I, I saw some of that Springdale games last year. They may have won only three or four. They got some really good young talent. So they're going to miss this year. But, hey, watch out for the Springdale girls next couple years. They're, they're a period of being way down at the bottom, about over. I really like what uh, Heather Hunsucker has done over there. Uh, they got some outstanding freshmen, a couple sophomores, somebody, uh, a couple kids coming in from their junior highs. So Springdale girls are going to be back pretty soon. Yeah, I, I talked to Tom Hallmeyer about it on my way down here, and he said he would not be surprised if Springdale is a top-four team in the state next year. Wow. That's saying a lot. So, And, and also, you know, we, we haven't mentioned the rest of the, the girls' seedings. Bentonville. Wrapped up the number one seed last night by beating Northside at Northside 46-44. I think that – I know it was a two-point game, but I, I'm, that score may be wrong. But they've got number one. Number two is still up in the air. Northside can win it if they beat Springdale Friday night or if Harbor loses its game to Bentonville West Friday. But if Northside stumbles – and Harbor wins, then Harbor will be the number two seed. And uh, Harbor would be number two, Northside number three. Fayetteville is number four. And it, this comes the interesting how this scenario is set up. You have Crosstown Rivals, Rogers, Rogers Heritage, mm -hmm. closing up the regular season. The winner will be the number five seed. The no loser will be the number six seed. Now, I covered that game last night, Fayetteville. And uh, Rogers Heritage was kind of tough early, but, man, Fable really uh, uh, put it to them. Uh, I think they had a 12-0 run to start the fourth quarter. Uh, they got some good young talent. Charlie Rollins, a uh, little freshman, come out there, got them jacked up, hit three threes. Uh, of course, they got winner back. Uh, and both these teams are tied going in, and Fable kind of uh, inches ahead now to, what, number four seed? And uh, there are some possibilities, like I said, uh, really good, tight uh, competition here headed up to Roger for 6A State. Yeah, and the interesting part, I just found this out this morning, and, and it kind of caught me off guard. The 6A Central will close out its regular season Thursday. I wasn't aware of that until oh. this morning. So they're going to close out. So we'll know after Thursday night, how there's – I know that Conway is number one, North Little Rock number two. I'm not sure about the, how the other four four fall in place. Why are they closing out on Thursday? You know, I, I'm – It's not like football where they're going to come up here and scout or something, uh, is it? Well, it used to be the, maybe the scouting part, something like that. So, yeah. And Leland may uh, have something on this. But I was thinking on this, you can play Thursday night, but what if you had some weather-related – Delays oh, okay. that gives you a two-game buffer to get in those last few games instead of just okay. one. What do you think, Leland? Well, and also you've got the possibility of you know just a, an extra day to rest and prepare for the state tournament. Yeah, because uh, it used to be the tournament didn't start until Wednesday, but yeah. now they've kind of altered the schedule a little bit. Uh, so now it will start on Tuesday at Rogers. 
Mountie Arena. Okay. So uh, changing that thing up there. And also, you know, we talked about all the scenarios in the 6A West with the boys and the girls. In the 5A West, we know Greenwood, the Greenwood Express is going to be number one. Yes. Uh, Asylum Springs, number two. The other two may be still up in the air. But, Leland, what about the boys' race? Well, going into this week, there were six teams that were still uh, – it was uh, six teams that had the possibility of finishing anywhere among those top four. Now, last night shook out a lot of things. And Siloam Springs and Harrison now will play on Friday night for the conference championship and the top seed. So that's one and two. Then we have Van Buren sitting currently in third place with a one-game lead over Greenbrier, Russellville, um, and um, gosh, who's the other one? And and Harrison. Uh, let's see. I mean, and um, anyway, there's there's three teams sitting behind there currently. Van Buren hosts Russellville on Friday night. So the winner of that game is going to be in. Now, like I said, Van Buren holds a one-game lead. Van Buren could finish as high as second because they hold the tiebreaker over Harrison if they were to lose to Siloam Springs. So Van Buren could finish second or not go at all. Wow, so many But the things. winner of Friday night's game between Van Buren and Russellville will begin. And then Mountain Home's the other one. And then Mountain Home and Greenbrier both are playing – uh, not against each other, but they're playing winnable games. So there is a possibility that a team could go eight and six in conference play and not make the state tournament. Because again, in 5A, Ooh. only the top four go. And I do not remember a time when eight wins did not get a team into the state tournament. That's, but that is a very distinct possibility this week. Yeah. And, and and you've already mentioned, if Siloam Springs wins, they get number one seed. But if Harrison is up close, boy, there's going to be at Goblin Arena some scoreboard watching because if Harrison wins, then you have to start looking at the tiebreaker. And I sit here and I went and looked at it real quick. Siloam Springs won the first meeting 49-46. So they won by three. So Harrison needs to win by at least four oh. to get the top seat. Uh, so yes. you better believe. And, and, of course, with the double round robin, it's not as simple as it is in football for the three-way ties and the four-way ties. But the first elimination step in the double round robin is that if a team goes 0-2 against one of the teams that they're tied with, they're eliminated. So wow. if it is a truly perfect triangle where everybody goes one and one, then it goes to the next one. But if there is a team that went 0-2 inside that tie, then that team is eliminated. Sounds fair to me. And, and so it's a it's a really um, boy, it's been and it's been close all year like that. And there's been some upsets. Um, you know, Greenwood went to Harrison and won. Harrison is currently in second place in the conference. So it has truly been a, a wide open. Now, just the opposite of that, of course, is the Greenwood Lady Bulldogs last night 
beat Alma 92 to 36. They scored 26 points in the second quarter. They scored 36 points in the third quarter. And they won their 12th conference game out of 13 by the Mercy Rule. Their average margin of victory in those 13 conference games is 73 to 32. Wow. Now, now in perspective, Maddie Cartwright and Anna Trusty are averaging 36 points per game in conference play. So they're outscoring their opponents. That's just incredible. Hey, guys, when you look back, um, I always like to pick up the Sunday paper and then see the Democrat Eric Taylor, his rankings and everything. And usually, you know, the big schools are kind of up there dominant. But, man, I see, like, a Blyville and Farmington. Well, what's been the best basketball conference, uh, um, best classification in boys and girls this year, would you say? Or, or is that still to be determined? Well, I tell you, the, the 4A is 4A. awfully good. I mean, you've got Farmington sitting there. Um, you know, the 5A boys um, – that's a, that's a good one too, but man, 4A is I think probably maybe the best one, and and I think that may uh, that state tournament's going to be very interesting. That's what I was thinking yeah. right there, 4A, and, and it's going to be at Blyville, where you have Blyville, whose only loss was to an out of state school. Yep, and. And I, and I know we talk about the overalls every year. Every year there's certain yeah. scenarios that we'd love to have seen played out. But, man, this Blytheville team, you'd, you'd love to think that uh, they'd get a shot at one of the big boys in the overall. But that's just something for us to talk about, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. And, and what I was going to bring up, you know, you have Blytheville on this side, but over here you've got unbeaten Farmington, yes. who Saturday night put up – 112 wow. points against Huntsville in the conference championship game. And I've seen Huntsville. They're a decent team. I've seen them a couple of times. And, uh, man, our boy Lane Taylor just went off with 44 points. And, man, he's such a good scorer. Good play. Just a good player. Yeah. And, and some of the stats in that game that just boggled. Here, this boggled my mind. But here was the funny thing. So, like high, high funny or odd funny? It was, it was just it gra uh, grabbed your I was attention. At, of course, I was at West Fork, and Brent and the, their conference was in Berryville. Well, Brent Compton, the Berryville coach, was sending me game results. Yeah. He sends one, and I looked, and I saw a score, and I started, okay, I'm, wait a minute, something doesn't look right. And I started looking at it a little bit more. Come to find out, he sent me the wrong game. So I, I sent him a note back. I said, hey, you didn't send me the uh, Farmington-Huntsville game. You had sent me the Farmington-Berryville game of two days ago. And then he sends me that game from Saturday night, and I see that 112 points. The thing <laughs> that boggled my mind, Farmington hit 19 Three-pointers. 19-3, wow. That's 57 out of 112. That's slightly more than half of their points right yeah. there. You're at least 19-9 away from the basket or farther. Yeah. They were on fire, weren't the, they? The other thing that got my mind, you know how many points they scored in the third quarter alone? 40. 40? Okay. 40. Wow. And There's some quarters. teams that don't score 40 in oh, I've seen, four I've covered, quarters. I've covered a lot of those. Yep. 
Well, so. and you know, we, we, you talk about that game and, you know, we, we've covered enough basketball that we kind of judge a high mark quarter as 20 points in a quarter. I mean, yep. that's a, that's quite an achievement on the high school level. And if a team does that four times, that's still, um, I mean, that's 80 points. And they scored 112. Yeah. Now, now, do you think that has a little bit to do with the, you know, shot clock this year? In the old days, you know, you got to put up a shot. And, you know, if you've got a third-string guard out there hitting it, you know, what, what the hell can you do? You just can't hold the ball anymore and say, oh, man, we got to take it easy on these people. No, you got to go. Yeah. And, and was, my guess would be, too, that they probably had a lot of turnovers. They probably forced a lot of turnovers. Yes. Teams don't score a lot of points, I don't think, unless they're really hitting a lot of threes. But the key to really scoring a lot of points on the high school level, steals and layups. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like a – well, how many hunts – you know, hunts – we've talked about that. The 20 points in a quarter is pretty decent. Huntsville scored 23 in that third quarter where Farmington scored 40. So 40 to 23 in one quarter. Right. <laughs> I guarantee I've seen six games like that the uh, last couple of years for that was a final score. Yeah. So it, it's just uh, – and so people say, well, you know, man, I really hope, you know, it, it comes out that Farmington and Huntsville will meet in the state championship game. Oh, Blyville. Or, or Blyville. There yeah. we go. But, however, yeah. if they win their regionals, the way the bracket's set up, they're going to run into the semifinals. Oh, wow. Wow. It was just the way the bracket was drawn up. They will, will be on a collision unless somebody stumbles in the regional, and we've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. We, hey, they stumbled in the conference play. They can stumble in the regional, too. And how huge is that to be hosting that semifinal game? Yeah. At Blyville. At Blyville. You know, I, I worked in Blyville five years. That's big shoot, holler, and follower basketball. Bill Tyre, my, our old uh, Mississippi County coach, I think he's an assistant there now. Man, I would drive across state, and uh, if I had three flat tires, I'd still get them fixed and still on the rims to see that game. Yeah. So, anyway, hey, we're let's go ahead and switch gears. I know we've talked a lot of basketball and all that but rick uh your attention will be elsewhere in the next couple of days uh you're headed for little rock to go catch the state wrestling tournament 15th edition it's grown really i remember uh with greg hatcher getting it started up here in bentonville i don't know what 15 well i just answered my 15 years ago i guess it Actually, it was going on a couple of years before it's sanctioned, but this is now a sanctioned event. They're going to be, it's a two-day event. They're going to start like 10 o'clock in the morning, go 6, 7 o'clock at night. Girls are involved. They've got two divisions. Uh, you got the 6A, 5A for the boys, and 1 through 4A. Uh, so we just got a lot of wrestling going on. Uh, I enjoy the sport. This is not the phony Memphis uh, uh, Saturday morning uh, turn your back, somebody get hit with the chair kind of wrestling. This is actual uh, real men, real girl uh, uh, point system. And I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to it. I know I'll be very busy like the rest of you guys will. But, yeah, uh, wrestling is really coming on now in Arkansas. 
Because, Rick, you've always kind of reminded me of Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Ernie Murray for University of Arkansas uh, basketball. He always called me Rick. My last name is Fire. Rick Flair for something kind of a in-between fires and flair. And I'd, you know, give him what he wanted. Woo! The, the, the nature boy, Rick Fires. Yeah, nature boy. Yeah, but I, I've never seen you with the robes that he wore. Ah, uh, well, you never been in my house at oh, night, or early in the morning. I don't want to know. <laughs> you, you didn't, you didn't know Rick in his earlier years. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, this is the guy you stand out on uh, during my disco days. I'd had platform shoes about eight inches high, and I had about fourteen chains around my neck, and I had a white guy fro. So, hey, I'm I'm not too good for a robe. I guarantee you. All I could afford was one pair of Jordache jeans. <laughs> and you had to go down by the river and, and, and stone wash them? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, though, the, uh, the guest jeans uh, okay. look was the stone wash. No. Man, you guys. I don't, yeah, I know we're, we, we're, we we're, date, we're dating ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. So, hey, and man, we, we've talked all this basketball. We're talking wrestling. But, hey, knocking on the door come Monday, spring sports, they're coming. They're knocking. You know, wow, I'm driving here. I already saw the lights on at Bentonville's baseball field today. So, I'm like, what, what in the world? What What's going on here? But, hey. And the 6A West, they're going to start with conference play immediately. There's no non-conference games now. You jump right into the fire. Hey, and this weekend, swim and dive, state swim and dive's going on. Wow. So we were just uh, wall to wall. Well, well, and the indoor track meet kind of starts spring sports, doesn't it? Sort of. It, you know, they use that as a prelude. table setter, the prelude. prelude to the outdoor season. And, boy, they had a – had some records broken during the indoor meet Saturday. So, wow, it'll all be on us before we know it. So, guys, uh, anything else we want to add before we call it a I'm ready to get out of here and go to my games. What about you, Leland? I think we've covered about everything, including probably some things that uh, probably shouldn't have been covered. <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah. well. Yep. Well, come next week, our, our fearless leader, uh, Chip, will be back. Unless we start hearing Titanic music, and then we know where he, he's doomed or something like that. But so, even if we well, he may, he may choose just to stay there and not come back. Yeah, you just never know. So, even if we got Titanic, our hearts will go on. Yeah, but we'll. <laughs> but next week, line. we'll be touching on spring sports. We'll touch on state basketball tournaments in all various places. It's a fun time of year, where and it'll be hey, it'll be March before you know it, and be, before March Madness, we got to finish up this frantic February. Absolutely. So let's get let's get out of here. Let's go. There we go. Well, for Rick Fires, for Leland Barclay, I'm Henry Apple, and we'll see you come next week. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.